Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, this is Justin Williams with the Wolfpacker Podcast. I'm joined today, as always, by editor of thewolfpacker.com, fellow co-host, Matt Carter. It's been a while since we've had... Uh, Myself and Matt Carter on the pod to talk a little bit of Wolfpack basketball. So we've got a lot to catch up on. We're going to go a little bit more big picture here as Matt was briefing me before we start this pod. So don't worry, folks. We're not going to get too much into the uh, you know specifics of Saturday's Georgia Tech home game. But uh, let's talk a little bit about this big stretch that NC State has coming up and you know where the Wolfpack stands and the ACC race for potentially getting the double buying Greensboro in March, where they stand in bracketology, seating wise, what NC State has to do between now and March. So we'll get into all that good stuff. But before we do that, some quick reminders for the listeners and viewers at home, please subscribe, rate and review wherever you listen to this podcast, Apple, Spotify, Google Play, where, wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, you should check us out on our YouTube channel, uh, the Wolfpacker YouTube channel, almost at 2000 subscribers. If you have not done so already, smash that subscribe button. We'd really love to get to 2000 uh, before NC State's playing in March. You know, that's going to be the conversation today. You know, between now and then, ACC tournament, NCAA tournament, where does NC State stand? Let's get to 2000 before, you know, NC State's uh, in Greensboro in March. But anyways, go, uh, go give us a thumbs up on this YouTube video uh drop a comment while you're at it all that stuff helps us out tremendously we appreciate the loyal listeners and viewers also head over to the wolfpacker.com take advantage of a special deal for 29.99 you can get premium subscription to the wolfpacker.com as part of the on three network through the end of august so that's going to take you through um the entire summer up until the beginning of college football season so now through the end of august 2023 29.99 that's about seven months there it's normally about ten dollars a month for premium service so you're saving uh you know roughly 50 bucks and that's not a sharp stick in the eye as matt matt carter and i were talking about the cost of going to basketball games he said parking costs 30 bucks there you go you save you save two trips to pnc arena basically uh with with this deal so 29.99 same as it costs to park your car at pnc arena you can get premium subscription to the wolfpacker.com uh, until the beginning of college football season. Uh, last and certainly not least, head over to rogueshop.com. That's R-O-G-U-E shop.com for all of your premium cannabis, CBD, Delta 8, and Delta 9 goodies. They've got all kinds of great uh, stuff over there. They've got cannabis itself. They've got cartridges. They've got tinctures You know, for discrete use. You just drop a couple drops underneath your tongue, feel the, feel the effects edibles, all kinds of good stuff, even lotions um, founded by it's a small business founded by a husband and wife. The husband's a disabled veteran that was turned on to these natural products to help him with some of his symptoms like anxiety and stress, um, trouble sleeping at night, chronic pain and inflammation. Once he was turned on to the natural stuff, he loved it so much, made his life 
changed his life for the better so much that he wanted to start this company, RogueShop.com, to spread it with the great folks like uh, you and me and Matt. Um, so head over to RogueShop.com. Matt and I have both tried out some of their products. Uh, we love them. I mean, I'm, I think I can safely speak for Matt here that they've got great quality stuff and, and they're great answering any questions that you have. Um, so head over there. They've got a great chat feature. It's a small business. Like we're talking four or five people running this company. It's not some big corporation. So you're actually going to be talking to a real life human being if you use their chat feature, rogueshop.com, R-O-G-U-E shop.com. And they're also on the message board. So if you're a member of the wolfpacker.com, you can always ask the folks at rogueshop.com uh, any questions that you have on the message boards. All right, Matt. All right, took- well, I'm going to interrupt here too for fans listening. Help out the brother Justin Williams here. He's trying to go to the Carolina game on Sunday, February 19th in town. Oh, shout out, Matt. And I'm going to help him out because I don't have I don't have spare tickets. And uh, he's willing to, to – he really wants to go. So, if anybody, a loyal NC State fan, can't make it. Um, and I, I will happily pay, by the way. I, I'm not, I'm not trying to – I'm free. not trying to score – I mean, look, if, if, if I've got a fan out there that wants to give me some free tickets, by all means. But um, happy to pay the price. I just, I just hate StubHub. I, I hate Ticketmaster. I hate, Stub, I hate all those 30 third-party websites and uh, – can no longer buy tickets on gopack.com because this one's becoming a big one. So uh, yeah, if anybody's out there listening and uh, has a couple extra tickets for the NC state Carolina game, uh, send me a DM on Twitter at Justin H will um, or reach out to Matt. He can get you my information um, and uh, would really appreciate that. But anyways, Matt, <laughs> let's talk, let's talk about some actual basketball. The, the, the people don't want to hear me begging for tickets. The people want to talk about, Wolfpack basketball and uh this season just keeps on giving uh <laughs> I think I saw I think I saw a, a stat from you the other day Matt this is the best start in ACC play for NC State since 2005 2005 and 6 oh okay uh, I was I was looking at the stat of what seven and one in January uh, that was, yeah that was the best January since like 88 or 89 yep Something you hope your season ends up more like that one than the 2005 16 because that ended up being the swan song for Herb Sendek in Raleigh. Um, I, I think after 12 games, they were nine and three in the ACC. I think they got to 10 and three, and then it went all downhill from there. So, right around the time they played uh, UNC. And Wiley, so you really hope history doesn't repeat itself here coming up soon. Well, uh, speaking of history, Matt, 1980, it was the best January for NC State basketball since 1989. Yeah. What else? What else significant happened in 1989, Matt? Were you born? I was not born. Okay. Uh, no, no. <laughs> I was a <laughs> '90s baby. Thank you. Am, am I looking that old these days? Uh, yeah. No, Matt, I will, I will tell you, uh, it's the last time NC State won the ACC in the regular season. All right, good segue. So uh, now let's take a look at the standings here. NC State, number four in the ACC right now, just 
one game behind number one Clemson at 10 and three. Then you got the Pitt Panthers in Virginia tied for second at nine and three. NC State going up to Charlottesville has a chance to put itself in second place in the league uh, with a win in Charlottesville. Now, probably the toughest game they've got remaining on the schedule, but uh, you know, tied with NC State right now, Miami at nine and four. Then you got Duke and Carolina, eight and four, seven and five. So, uh, you know, first things first, you just absolutely love to see NC State above the two blue teams in the ACC standings. But uh, here we are in February, Matt, and NC State one game back of the lead in the ACC standings race. Does NC State have a shot to maybe sneak up on Clemson and maybe win the regular season? Is, is, is there a chance? You tell me there's a chance? There's a chance, but I, I will tell you this. Um, hey, I think Clemson's going to come back to the pack, so to speak. I didn't mean to put a pun on that, but it worked out well. Um, well, they are going to have to come to Raleigh. And they are going to have to come to Raleigh. And they were 10-1. and one, But here's how they got to 10-1. and one. one, they had a pretty nice schedule set up. You know, a lot of the tougher teams they played did come to Clemson. So they did beat a Duke, and they did beat NC State. But those teams came to Clemson. And they did have a nice win at Pittsburgh, to their credit. Um, but... They also, of those 10 wins, three were by one point, which I think I saw on the ACC network is like one off the record for most ACC wins by one point. Beat Virginia Tech. Tech by a point. On a budget shot at home with Virginia Beat Tech. Duke, Duke by a point, right? That may have been the case. And I know, they home. Beat, and I know they beat Florida State by one when they were down two and got a three-point play with like two seconds left to beat Florida State on the road. So... And they had another victory by three points as well. I don't remember who it was. So that's four of their ten victories were by three points or less. Um, give me one second here. And so I kind of feel like that's kind of you – know, that's, that's like the football team, like UNC football, right, when they were 9-1, and one, but they won six games by touchdown or less. They were like 6-0. and oh. that, That's an anomaly that comes back to earth. At some point. So I could see Clemson coming back. Here's my concern as you're talking about can NC State win the regular season? Pittsburgh is what again? Nine and three? Uh, I believe they are a half, yes, a half game above NC State, nine and three. So they've, they've played one less, one fewer game than NC State at the moment. Yeah, I got that schedule right here. Let's uh -oh. look at that remaining schedule. Because well, I've 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 seen a couple pit games this year, and they've they've had a pretty tough early slate in the ACC. Yeah, their next game is Louisville at home. Uh, that's a win. They go to Florida State. That should be a win, but you never know. Yeah, host Boston College. That that's a win. They go to Virginia Tech, which uh, is that's sneaky. That's sneaky. Host Georgia Tech. That that's a win. Host Syracuse. Probably a win, but you never know. Syracuse, it's late in February. They're eventually probably always going to try to find a way to make March and somehow get in Sweet 16. At Notre Dame. Mike, maybe Mike Bray's last <laughs> game, last home game. Right, win one seem, more for Bray. They don't seem to be responding well to the Mike Bray retirement tour so far. Yeah. And then at Miami, which is very tough. But point being... Yeah. Six of their last eight games are against teams that have losing records in the ACC. That Pitt-Miami game might be for the league. 
Yeah. And that, that's the other one, too. Let's look at Miami now. They played, like NC State, they played 13 games. Um, five of their last seven games are at home. Mm. Yeah, they have played a very road lopsided schedule. So they get Duke, Louisville, Wake Forest, Florida State, and Pittsburgh at home. And then they play at North Carolina at Virginia Tech. So you just kind of look at the scheduling, right? And I could see a scenario where NC State ends up tied. I could see a scenario where we have like four teams, three or four teams tied for the ACC. It'd be very hard for NC State to win tiebreakers. Like I, I think the chances of NC State being a one seed is a bit of an uphill climb. Being that, particularly in the case of Pittsburgh, they won the only head-to-head. You look at Miami. Uh, Miami and NC State split, but Miami just beat Clemson the only time they play head-to-head. So that next tiebreaker is how you do against the top teams. Where Miami beat Clemson, State already has a loss to Clemson, so it doesn't matter if they beat Clemson or not. Miami went that tiebreaker. Um, So, and Miami also beat Virginia. So if NC State beats Virginia, Miami is also 1-0 against Virginia. So, so NC State really has to beat Virginia just to have a prayer and a tiebreaker with Miami, and they lose the head-to-head tiebreaker with Pitt. It's tough to see scenarios in which they could pull out a tiebreaker. And the other thing about NC State, if you have to be honest, the one thing that does concern me is they've won eight of nine games, but five of their victories have been against teams that are below 500 in the ACC. And we kind of talked about the beginning of February end of June, beginning of February, with that stretch where NC State could make a move. And that's what they've been able to do is avoid a really, to their credit, we're talking about that with the NCAA tournament. They've avoided a bad loss. Sometimes flirted with it. But they, mm, yeah, they like on loss. Saturday. Yeah, Notre Dame was another one yeah, when when they came. Yep. Uh, I'll, I'll give him a little bit of an excuse there, you know, hangover game after an emotional road loss against yeah. a rival, North Carolina, Terquavion Smith gets banged up in that game. He comes out, you know, with his head on fire in the first half and just couldn't, couldn't make anything. Mm-hmm. Um, had a lot of good looks at the rim, just wasn't finishing and then found his rhythm at the end of that game. Um, but during the stretch, Matt, I mean, you also got to give credit where credit's due. NC State has some great wins in this in this last nine game stretch, starting with the road or the home victory against Duke. Um, you know, big big home win for Duke uh, on Saturday against Carolina. Duke's a tournament lock, uh, I would say. Uh, Duke, you know, not a vin- not a vintage Duke team by any yeah. means. I don't think they're a title contender. I don't think they're really a Final Four contender, but. Sweet 16 would be a good year for this Duke team. But it's still a good win. Yeah. And you know what else was a good win? Going up to going up to Blacksburg, beating Virginia Tech after they had entered that game coming off three losses, needing a victory yeah. um, for their own NCAA tournament hopes, handling business on the road against Virginia Tech. Of course, Miami, I mean, the home win against Miami is probably, you know, assuming NC State doesn't beat Virginia and Charlottesville, is probably going to date to be NC State's best win this season. Um, I think they're two. You're looking at two surefire NCAA teams in Miami and Duke. Um, who ironically, I think, play each other Monday night. Um, 
But you know what game might have impressed me the most of this stretch, Matt? And tell me if you disagree here. But I think that road victory in Winston-Salem, mm-hmm. that that showed me that this team, you know, they get to the tournament. They're they're not gonna they're not gonna have a matchup that they're gonna be scared of. That there's not a matchup out there that I think you know you say NC State has no chance because okay. you've got you've got playmakers on this team. You've got that seniority experience with Jarkel Joyner, you've got the veteran guard, you've got a guy in Terquavion Smith that could go off for 30 any given night. Now, granted, he could also, you know, <laughs> shoot shoot your way out of a game too. But I mean, you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna get matched up with a one seed, if you know NC State's looking at an eight or nine seed in the NCAA tournament and they get Purdue or they get Kansas or they, you know, one of the big dogs in the second round, they, they don't want to see Terquavion Smith on the other sideline. And, and yeah. DJ Burns, an option in the half court when when all else fails and your guards aren't making shots, you can throw it down to the big man, let him go down, let him go to work. And uh, yeah, he's just got that vintage YMCA, you know, over the shoulder game that that mm-hmm. has made him a fan favorite, fav, fan fa- favorite in Raleigh. So um, Carla Boozer called him a, a little Al Jefferson. I don't know. Great, great comparison. Great comparison. And he meant anyways, Quavion Smith can shoot you out of a game. But I think that was the case last year. I think what makes this team different is they don't need Quavion Smith exclusively. He's the number one option to score. That's always going to be the case. But as you saw against Georgia Tech, he and Jarkel Joyner, normally you can rely on Joyner. It's going to be rare where both of them are just not on at all. But – you also have Casey Morsell, who's hit some really clutch three-pointers, like you mentioned, against Wake Forest. He had a huge one to put NC State up four with about three minutes to go in that game. Had a hit huge, a huge one against Georgia Tech? Put him up by four with two minutes to go. You got Burns, who can get you 20 in the paint. Um, yeah, you just have – you just got more – uh, options this year. I agree with you. The Wake Forest is going with the most. To me, I don't think it's the best win on a resume, right? No, uh, the most impressive in the fact of how they did it. And, Wake Forest needed that game. Yeah. They needed, and, they up, and they're up ten in the second half. That's not a venue. That's not a location. That's not a team a type of team at which NC State rallies from ten point down on the road very much to win. Um, and what were they from the free throw line that game? My goodness, it was just like terrible. Couldn't make a shot. Yeah, and they won. <laughs> you know, and and Quavion Smith was on the bench with four fouls, and and they and they won the game. Uh, the two games I'm watching are those two road games you mentioned: Virginia Tech, Wake Forest. I'm curious to see because I think Virginia Tech is poised to go on a run. You know, they lost a really big important player to them, Hunter Couture. He's back. They've been playing so much better. Beat Virginia on uh, Saturday. Yeah. And here's an interesting stat. Virginia Tech has played 10 games in a row against teams that are above 500 in the ACC. So what does that mean? The back part of their schedule, right, gets much more friendly. Boston College, Notre Dame, and Georgia Tech are their next three games. And they also have Louisville still left on the schedule. So they're four and eight in the ACC, but blink. And by the time you're in town and you're collecting your ticket from your buddy listener on the Wolfpacker podcast, 
um, and you're sure to get his information or her information to, to give a shout out to on the next podcast, you're going to blink and Virginia Tech is going to be seven and eight in the ACC. And because they did some nice things in non-conference play, they're, not, they're like the opposite of Clemson. Like Clemson has a really gaudy ACC record, but they don't have a great NCAA tournament resume. It's okay, but it's not great. Yeah. Virginia They're the Tech, Wake Forest the last year. Exactly. Virginia Tech is poor ACC record, but they're not that far from being right back in the NCAA tournament if they just get a few wins here um, because of some of the stuff they did in non-conference play. And they got the win over UNC at home. They got the win over Duke at home. Now they got the win over Virginia at home. Um, so those are the two I'm watching. I think Wake Forest had the chance to get onto the bubble. And you, those are the type of things you're pulling for if you're in NC State because the more quality those wins have because you just don't have a quality non-conference win to hang your hat on. Maybe Furman wins the Southern Conference, but you're just not going to have a, a quality non-conference victory to hang your hat on, which is why when we talk into double-A tournament, everybody's putting them in that 8-9 line right now uh butler and dayton net check i have not i i'll admit matt i have not checked uh the net on uh, the butler bulldogs or the dayton flyers how are they doing yeah it's a butler is free falling um unfortunately for manny bates you know he chose, he chose to leave nc state and go to butler and um it hadn't worked out probably like he had hoped and but but um god they went through a stretch where they were getting beat by 20 points every night in the big east so they made progress. They only lost by eight to Marquette, I think, over the weekend, which for them was kind of progress. But I believe they're in last place in the Big East. To your question in the net, they fall in there like 112 range. Now. Okay, so it's not going to do anything for you. How about Dayton? Well, so Dayton was floating. So at the neutral court, top 50 is quad one. At one point, Dayton was in that 55 range. Um, now they're 85. Um, okay. Okay. So they're still quad two, but sliding. And it's still top four in the A-10. Vanderbilt did get in the top 100 for uh, a week or two. And then they lost to Alabama by 50, literally 50-plus 50 points. It happens. You know, it happens <laughs> in football, happens in basketball. You just sometimes you can't avoid the crimson tide, man. So they fell out. But I do think Vanderbilt's a team to watch to get back. They're like 106 right now. So they could just bump up. They'll have opportunities for good wins in the SEC, too. Um, yeah, I think they're playing at Tennessee this week, and so maybe they can – and you don't have to win it. That's the thing about the net. If they go to Vanderbilt and lose on a budget shot, they're going to uh, – to Tennessee, I should say, and lose on a budget shot, they're going to move up. Um, and you got Furman. Now, Furman's a team that's made a run. And they're within shouting distance of moving from quad three to quad two. So if you're NC State, you're pulling for Vanderbilt and Bowman to get back to quad two because I don't see Butler doing that. But regardless of all that, unless they win conference tournament, none of those teams are making the NCAA tournament, which is, again, you can't hang your hat on any of those wins. Well, the bottom line is this, you know, as if you're, NC State fans, you don't have to be splitting your hairs too much about, you know, don't don't worry so much about throwing on ESPN Plus to watch 
you know, Dayton battle it out to see if that'll turn into a quad two game. Because when it comes down to it, the resume is what the resume is. NC State is in the driver's seat right now. It controls its own destiny, assuming it does not crap the bed here in the final final stretch of the regular season. NC State is an NCAA tournament team. It's one of the better quality wins you can have in the ACC right now. And they have more opportunities coming up. I think, Matt, we were talking about this a little bit at the beginning or before we started recording. I really think NC State's just one more quality win away from, you know, go ahead and put them in Sharpie. That could happen on Tuesday at Virginia. That would be a signature win. I think at that point, you know, you're thinking, all right, the rest of the ways for seeding. This is not a bubble team anymore. This is an NCAA tournament team. But even if NC State goes up to Charlottesville and loses, you know, you got to take care of business against Boston College and Syracuse. But that last four-game stretch of Carolina, Wake Forest, Clemson, Duke, you know, Wake Forest at home isn't going to be a resume builder. But, uh, you know, you could you could certainly hang your hat on, on splitting those last four games, two and two, because um, at least, you know, you beat Carolina at home, you beat Duke on the road, you beat Clemson at home. Those are all going to be quality wins. Um, yeah, I think there's a if you can get your wins over Duke and Clemson at home. At the end of the day, you can say that even if you lose to Virginia, you beat other than Virginia and Pitt, you beat every NCAA team possibility in the ACC because you already beat Wake and Virginia Tech. If they get back to the bubble, and you got the wins over Miami and Duke, so that would play a huge role. I, I tend to think if you get four and three. Um, in these last seven games, you're probably going to be okay. To your point, I think if you win at Virginia, that gives you the marquee win. Um, because, you know, right now, Duke, I'm not sure, is the top four seed in the NCAA tournament. So you really don't have a win over a team that's like a top four seed. Virginia, My, Miami. I think Miami right now kind of five, six wins. Miami's going to be a top four. They're they're going to be a top four team in the in the ACC. Yeah, they had the bad loss at Georgia Tech, and you know they went through a stretch where it was win loss. They went through eight games, but they went four and four. It was like win loss, win loss, win loss. Look, you said it before the pod, man. Georgia Tech, yeah, they don't have much talent, but Josh Pastner can coach. I mean, they were he, yeah, that that's a sneaky team. You don't look Georgia Tech terrible ACC record. You're so glad NC State did not stub its toe on Saturday. As we've seen countless times against yeah, the BC game, by the way, sneaky big. BC a four and three at home this year. Beat Clemson at home. Gave lost, Duke a scare. Lost to Duke by one point because Filipowski made two free throws with like ten seconds to go. Yep. Uh, so, and that's the last opportunity NC State's going to have to have a quote unquote bad loss, and so it's something that counts. If you want to know why Clemson's sweating, it's because they got three terrible losses. So, um, yeah, that could be, and that could be. A, when was the last time we talked about an NC State team and said where well, they had no bad losses? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if I'm old enough, man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we gotta, we gotta fire up the uh, the history of the ACC doc that played on the ACC network last year. Which, by the way, if you haven't watched, great, great watch. Love. Love that documentary. Early episodes, very NC State heavy. Um, I remember in 2019, remember when the, the non-conference slate was really holding them down that year? Yeah. 
and they were struggling to, because that was the year Virginia, UNC, and Duke were like unbelievably good, all three of them. Like all were like rotating in the top five. Yeah. yeah. And so NC State went like 0 and 6 or something like that against those teams, I believe. Mm-hmm. And so they were, other than beating Auburn, they didn't really have a quality win. <sighs> But they were beating all the teams they were supposed to be. They had a good quad two record. And the one thing they offered, they didn't have any bad losses until Georgia Tech. And what was the guy's name at Georgia Tech that beat NC State three times in a row? With the- Banks. Yes. And he beats NC State with the budget shot. And I think that was like the, maybe the last home game of the year. I uh, I remember I, going to that game as a student. Yeah. yeah. I remember now all of a sudden they had a bad loss Yep. on the resume. And it really – that it was, was a buzzer, be- buzzer beater dunk. That's right. Yep. yep. And so that's what you kind of um, – that's why BC kind of speaking. But it's a quad three, so at least it wouldn't be like a quad four loss or something like that. But you don't want to lose that game. Here's what's refreshing about this team, though. And tell me if you disagree here, Matt. But I, I'm not as worried about these trip-up trap games with this squad – as I have been in, with NC yeah. State teams in, in the past, be, you know, because, you know, we went over that nine-game stretch just now, just a minute ago, and what game stuck out to us the most? Wake, For- Wake Forest on the road, Virginia Tech on the road. How many times have we seen NC State, you know, hand Duke an L uh, at PNC Arena only to go stub its toe a couple weeks later and then it just completely makes the win irrelevant there's been countless NC State teams that have beaten the top 10 Duke team at home only to not make the NCAA tournament. That didn't tell me anything. NC State beaten Duke by 20-plus points at PNC Arena. Kind of something we've come to expect. What we haven't come to expect is coming from behind down 10 in the second half in Winston-Salem. That that was like, okay, this is uh, this is not the same NC State team we're, we're necessarily used to. Yeah. To your point, yeah. I just have uh, two decade plus experience um, of, of of heartache while covering NC State and to, to to breathe too easy until it actually comes. But um, interesting. I actually think they matched up pretty well against Virginia on Tuesday. Um, Syracuse might be a little tough with the zone, and you know what's also impressive about this NC State team. They're missing two starters. They've been missing two starters since December, and they're still doing this. So they're the about- right the, the right starters to miss, but but yeah, yeah. Uh, you know we're we're I think Mahorchich is probably the one that you need to get back sooner rather than later, uh, especially for the UNC game looming. There was frankly, I was surprised DJ Burns lasted as long as he did in the Dean Dome. Uh, you know, against against that front front line of Carolinas, especially with the foul discrepancy, which I don't want to get into that rabbit hole. But uh, <laughs> you know, they were too busy calling fouls out on the perimeter for it ever to get inside. Right, right. right. It, yeah, know, I'm not saying that smart allegory. That's the honest to goodness truth. Is RJ David got fouled dribbling the ball near half court so many times? Oh, speaking speaking of which, should we should we give a moment of silence to? Uh, to the UNC fans and UNC basketball program for just, you know, they can never, they just never get anything. You know, they just, 
<laughs> losing at Cameron to Duke, you know, it, it's tough to win when you don't get plus 20 from the foul line. <laughs> I, I got, um, yeah, you know, I, I actually, for another reason, I, I was doing something Georgia Tech related and ran over the stat box score from that game, and I'm still, <laughs> I mean, that game was, rebounding was huge, but yeah, um, free throws were the difference in that game. What uh, bothered me was the way Hubert Davis mentioned, like they were entitled yeah. to have a certain number of free throws. Well, it sounds on brand to me. Yeah, it was like just because you lead the ACC in free throws taken by 150, yeah, I would question what that means, to be honest with you. I, I don't think the question the question UMC wants to be asked. I think the question is how come one team had that big of a disparity um, and then only get three free throws at Duke. And the way he said it, it was almost like, hey, with UNC, we get the most fouls. We go to the line the most. We're supposed to go to the free throw line. We're entitled to shoot free throws. Um, so negative on the moment of silence. No, they – they, uh, by the way, that 150 plus free throws is skewed by entry state game. Well, the they day. were what they were plus they were plus 30 on the foul line in that game, right? Something in that ballpark, and then the next game against Syracuse, they were like plus 20. So, yeah. a third of that came in two games. So, whatever. What a, what a what a brand of basketball to hang your hat on. I mean, you know, a few years ago, you have Tony Bennett winning games in the 50s, rock fights. Congratulations, Virginia. You get a national championship by playing the most boring brand of basketball ever. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, great program. Look, Carolina's a great program, but I, there's nothing fun about watching, you know, Mondo Baycott go the foul line 15 times and, and you just win games by. By the way, I mean, if you're looking at like double buys, you really left probably what, seven teams in the mix for a double buy? Yep. In the ACC tournament? Yep. Nobody has in that group had the hardest schedule than UNC. Oh, yeah. rest of the way? Yeah. Look at the next four games are at Wake Forest, Clemson, Miami, at NC State. They still have to play Virginia and Duke as well. Um, so, yeah, you know, if you try to figure out who has the schedule advantage and who has the tiebreaker advantage to kind of get that double bye, you know. NC State kind of in the middle of that group, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but in terms of tiebreakers and scheduling of the seven, I would put North Carolina at seven in that group for a potential double buy. Maybe this would be a good way to wrap up with the podcast here, Matt. Um, what do you think? What do you think the goals should be for NC State the rest of the way as it relates to the ACC standings, where you want to be for the ACC tournament? And even bigger picture NCAA tournament. What what do you think is a realistic goal for this team to shoot for in terms of a seeding range um, for yeah, the big great, dance? Great question. I, this might not be a popular answer. I do think there's a bit of a ceiling to what NC State can do at the NCAA tournament seed, just because the non-conference didn't play out like maybe hoped, and so mm-hmm. some of those men don't carry weight, and because the ACC with the I think the ACC is not a bad conference, but it has two problems. Other than Virginia, they don't have anybody that can stand out nationally. And the bottom is as bad as the bottom's ever been. Like Louisville and Georgia Tech are epically bad this year. And 
Notre Dame is hugely disappointing this year. And Florida State just dug themselves into a tremendously bad hole. A lot of that was not their fault um, that they're never going to climb out of. And BC is what BC kind of was supposed to be. So, um, so in terms of the ACC, I'm looking double by. Can NC State be one of those four seeds to get a double by for what we talked about? I think NC State could make a run if the things go right. There's nobody in the ACC NC State can't beat. Yep. In Greensboro, where it's going to be a favorable crowd if they are making a run. Well, they're going to need they're going to need three games as opposed to four. Yeah, because you don't really feel good about DJ Bones playing four. Really, three games in a row can that condition and hold up. Four I games. gotta give gotta give the big man credit. The conditioning has gotten better. Yeah. So, but you're hoping that Dutron Mahorsik get back in. People forget Mahorsik was averaging like eight and seven before he went down. So, and is a much better defender. Exactly. Look, I, I love I love DJ Burns much. I got a I got a Beast Boy T-shirt on the way. Breaking T. <laughs> I, I, after that after that Wake Forest game, I was so excited, Matt. I I, I ordered it right away. I, like I I just I want some money to go to DJ Burns. Um, but uh, but yes, he need he needs some help. He yeah. he needs he needs a sub. So I think double buy kind of think the realistic goal, and then in terms of seeding, I mean, look, if you were to beat Virginia and Duke. And you know, you get to fifteen and five in the ACC or something crazy, you know, crazy like that. I think you're looking five seed, you know, kind of in that range. Mm-hmm. Um, if you were to win the ACC tournament on top of that, then you can start talking. Okay, that maybe you're getting up to the three line, but that's like, you know, well, all right. Well, this is still the. Really, me- this is still the Wolfpacker podcast, man. We're still talking about NC State, like, yeah. I mean, we, first, we gotta. Yeah, first things first, like let you know, let's see him beat Boston College in Chestnut Hill. Yeah. And Virginia, would you rather play Virginia after they just lost to their rival on the road, or would you have to hope they had won that game and had an eight-game winning streak? And mm-hmm. I was, I was disappointed. I was disappointed to see Virginia Tech win that game. Might help NC State in the long run, resume-wise, but uh, you know. We we have not seen the Cavaliers under Tony Bennett lose two games in a row very very much. So that'll be an interesting game. But as long as Kevin Keats has been in Raleigh, NC State has competed against Virginia. of Of the big dogs, yeah. he's had. There's been some good games against Virginia, even even when NC State has been just outclassed talent wise. It's interesting too. I think some of that is matchups. Like Georgia Tech is a tough matchup stylistically with NC State because they like to go to zone defenses. They like to run backdoor cuts, Princeton elements in the offense that really counters NC State's defense, which is a very aggressive denial of the passing line, physical man to man pressing defense. Um, I kind of wondered if Virginia stylistically, you know. It's not a bad matchup for NC State. The year they won the national championship, maybe remember that was an overtime game. Yep. In Raleigh. And if NC State wins that game in overtime, they would have made the NCAA tournament that year. But they didn't pull it out. And then they won in Charlottesville, I want to say twice. Uh, a couple of years, I think a couple of years ago was the last time they won in Charlottesville. Remember, Matt, that was the team that won like five road games in a row to end this 
Yeah, middle well, middle it was Cam Hayes and Shaquille Moore's freshman year, mm-hmm. um, and that team came out so slow in the. AC. I mean, they won, they won in Raleigh against Carolina in December, and everyone was all excited, and then, and then they lost at Clemson, and then they got hammered down in Tallahassee. Which, by the way, when I was watching that Florida State game last week, I was like, this <laughs> karma, man. Leonard, Ham- Leonard, Leonard Hamilton, life comes at you fast. It was only a couple years ago you were beating NC State by 50 down in Tallahassee, and now Kevin Keats has the opportunity to return the favor, and boy, they were uh, they were loving it. They were loving it. Uh, NC State has won twice in a row in Charlottesville, and they've won three or four against Virginia. I wanted a few wins last year. They beat Virginia in Raleigh. So Not as good of a Virginia team last year, but – now that team I mean, didn't make the tournament, but yeah. But <laughs> NC State was the worst team in the ACC, so yeah. you know it's still it's still an upset. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I don't know. I, I I tend to agree with you, Matt. I, I kind of think you know sitting here, five, the, a five seed kind of seems like best case scenario. Um, and if you get a five, I mean, you can you know bracket math. Ideally, you match up with a four um in the second round where maybe that four seed gets upset and sets up well so that you know get a little bracket luck find yourself in the sweet 16 maybe the maybe you get matched up with a week one seed and remember you know the the nc state's toughest game this year in terms of uh just it's of of the opponents it's had the highest seeded team they've played this year is going to be kansas kansas looks like it's destined to be a one seed nc state went toe-to-toe with kansas for 40 minutes I, I, I mean, I, I don't. I really don't think there's there's a lot of parity in college basketball. There's no there's no tier of its own, Matt. I don't I don't see any. I mean, I could see another eight or nine seed getting back to the Final Four just like last year. At this time last year, nobody was predicting Kansas, North Carolina, Final Four. So that's just blunt truth. Nobody was predicting either one of those teams to be playing for the national championship. So it definitely wide open. And that's going to be the case for the considerable future of the NCAA tournament. So you forget like what? You get a million dollars if you get a perfect bracket. You will have earned every single penny of that million dollars if you somehow pull off a perfect bracket. So Yeah, every year I think I have a perfect bracket going. Mm-hmm. And then it's by by mid afternoon on Thursday, it's just toast. Yeah, like I've already lost the Final Four team. Uh, really need South Dakota State to hang on here as my sexy, you know, upset pick. But everybody everybody else picked them as the thirteen over the four. Yeah. Uh, but man, it's just it's just so much better to have NC State in the mix. It just 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 makes college basketball so much more enjoyable because it is. My favorite pastime being a nine one nine kid, Raleigh boy. Uh, it did it, it. It just doesn't seem right when NC State's not in the mix. So um, they're right where they want to be. I agree with you, Matt. I think the goal is to get that double buy in the ACC tournament. Uh, got an uphill climb to maybe contend for the conference regular season championship. Don't see any scenario that you know NC State wants to compete for that regular season title going to have to go up to Charlottesville and get a third straight win. Uh, don't see any scenario where they don't 
that where they could contend for the regular season championship without a win in Charlottesville. So, but Hey, they, they go up and beat Virginia on Tuesday. All bets are off. Yep. Nah, so. that, 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 we'll do this podcast again next week. If they, if they come through this pat next, well, you know, they're playing three games in a row on the road, by the way, that's kind of close out my thought. That's unusual to be doing in February. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's kind of a pain in the butt road trip too. Cause, you're playing the best team in the ACC. And you got to make that long flight on Saturday to to Boston College for a morning. You're probably making it on Friday and spending the night Friday and got to get up and play in front of a, a thousand fans, maybe. At BC. You can get a great you can get a great deal. Um, looking here on ESPN, they you know you look at the schedule and they'll say the time, TV, tickets, tickets as low as two dollars. In Chestnut Hill next Saturday for anybody who wants to make a trip up to Boston. You're going to have to generate your own energy for that one. And then you fly home after that game on Saturday, and then a couple of days later on Valentine's Day, you're flying right back up toward that part of the country to Syracuse in the Dome. So um, it's tricky. We'll find out a lot about where NC State is positioned in ACC and NCAA and everything after the three-game road trip. But the other thing, too, is once you get home from Syracuse, you don't leave the state for the rest of the uh, non-NCAA tournament life because you get three games in a row at home, you get Duke and Dumb, and you got ACC tournament in Greenboro. So um, It's pretty nice. Yep. So what the schedule taketh, the schedule giveth as well. And so they and they have they're the team that finishes first. You know, every year one team finishes midweek and that's NC State this year. So um they do not play that last weekend before the ACC tournament. So uh, nice little bye, a little practice, you know, a little scouting in that last weekend of the year. Rest up. DJ Burns, get those legs fresh. <laughs> might need them. Might need them for three straight days in Greensboro. That's the hope, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and let's hope that that the Wolfpack are tired. They're they're sick of eating ice cream uh, by the time they come back to Raleigh and, and play UNC because you know they're hoping for three trips to Cold Stone or Ben and Jerry's or wherever wherever the best ice cream is. I, I I'm sure they're pretty familiar with the ice cream in Charlottesville now. So they probably got a go-to spot. There's a nine o'clock game. So I don't know if there's an ice cream shop open by the time they get done. Maybe maybe bring some howling cow, put it on some ice or something just in case. <laughs> is, is, that, that, is that a curse? Is that presumptive? I mean, that kind of Yeah. Really, right. I mean, honestly, that's a big dilemma for whoever has to make that that call. I don't maybe, know. maybe maybe go McDonald's or or you stop by a cookout or something on the way back. Do they have cookout in Charlottesville? That I don't know. I, I don't even know if they're driving a bus or flying. I, that I don't know. You're asking the wrong guy, but I hope they're getting ice cream and I hope they're 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 traveling in style on the way back and it's a it's a lively uh, drive or fly back to Raleigh, but. Uh, Anyways, I, I, I think uh, I think we've ran out of things to talk about, big picture-wise. Um, but let's hope we got some more things to talk about after this road trip. Maybe we'll be back, hopefully, talking about a, another big NC State win in Charlottesville. Excited for this game on Tuesday. So that's going to do it for this podcast. We're going to wrap it up. Please subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen to us. Apple, Spotify, Google Play. 
you name it, we're there. Plus, we're always on YouTube. You can watch this podcast on our YouTube channel. Subscribe, please. We're so close to 2,000 followers, subscribers rather. You'd really help us out a lot if you haven't already subscribed. Head over to YouTube.com, subscribe to the Wolfpacker channel. And uh, give this video a thumbs up, drop a comment while you're at it. Head over to thewolfpacker.com, take advantage of the special deal they got going on right now. $29.99 is the price that will get you premium subscription to thewolfpacker.com through the end of August 2023. That takes you all the way up to the beginning of next college football season. It's normally about 10 bucks a month. So, uh, you know, you're getting eight months of premium subscription, essentially, um, for the, you know, for the price of, of three. So uh, you're saving 50 bucks. Like we said earlier, it's cost the same to go park at PNC Arena. So, uh, you know, you, you, you happily pay the parking pass. Might as well pay to be an informed NC State Wolfpack fan. So head over to the wolfpacker.com uh, and, and take advantage of all the great work that and Matt Carter does and Ethan McDowell and, and Matt Coe over at thewolfpacker.com. Plus, uh, head over to our sponsor, but most importantly, rogueshop.com, R-O-G-U-E shop.com for your premium cannabis, CBD, Delta 8, and Delta 9 goodies. They've got some great products there. Matt and I have tried them. We love them. Um, we, we've been your guinea pigs, so you guys you guys feel, feel free to go shop away because these are some great products. They've got cannabis itself. They've got oils. They've got cartridges for discreet use and you know you don't want your house smelling cartridge is a good way to go uh you've got uh, oils like little tinctures you can put that underneath your tongue for very discreet use edibles um all kinds of great stuff um and you know no, no matter who you are i guarantee you either have some stress or anxiety in your life look we're nc state people i mean <laughs> it, it comes with the gig right matt uh sleep deprivation Hopefully you've been sleeping well with NC State, you know, taking care of business recently. But as these games get tougher and tougher and the stakes become higher and higher, might might take a little bit extra work to get to sleep after an exciting nine o'clock game. Um, so take one of these edibles, maybe put you to sleep a little bit quicker. And also chronic pain and inflammation. Um, we all suffer from at least one of those things. And these products can really help out with those in a natural way. Founded by a husband and wife outfit, uh, the husband is a disabled veteran that was turned on to these natural products, changed his life for the better, so much so that he created this company to share it with the great folks like you and me. So head over to rogueshop.com, proud sponsors of the Wolfpacker podcast. That's R-O-G-U-E shop.com. You can take advantage of their chat feature where you'll be talking to a real life human being on the other end um, on their website. And if you have any other questions, you can always go to our message board as well. There are on the message board and you can fire away any questions you have about rogue shops products. So rogueshop.com, R O G U E shop.com head over there now and uh, buy some great products. All right. That's going to do it for Matt and I um, follow me on social media at Justin H. Will would love some DMS about UNC NC state tickets would be great. Would, would really appreciate that. So uh, please feel free to reach out. That's going to do it for this podcast. Matt, take us away. <laughs> Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at Chabacasino.com. 
Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.